Hello and welcome to the Dreaded 30s podcast where we share stories about our past, present, and future so you can feel a little bit better about yourself. The motherland of self-deprecating jokes, it's the Dreaded 30s podcast. My name is Justin, half of Dreaded 30s. I am 29 and I'm in the great state of Ohio. Name is Gavin. I am 29 as well and in the wonderful cornfield state of Missouri. Oh, good old Missouri, am I right? Yeah, I feel like both of us live in like terrible states, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, they could be so great. Like, they really could be great, but there's just not a lot going on. The people are lovely. Mm. Lovely. Sure. Anyways, Gavin, give me a little bit about you. Give me your elevator pitch. Yes, Gavin, I am a nerdy gym hybrid, not very sporty, but I like the eye candy, respectfully. And uh, (laughs) uh, by day, I'm a business analyst, and by night, I am a gamer hermit. How about you, Justin? <laughs> a gamer hermit. I love that for you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'd like to consider myself like some sort of jock nerd hybrid as well. Um, I spent a lot of my young gay life jumping state to state. Um, at one point in time, I lived in Missouri with Gavin. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. Um, I'm an accountant, and I'm in college currently. And then at night, I definitely am a gamer and play rugby. You're very sporty. <laughs> very sporty it's it's very deceiving sometimes a lot of people are surprised to hear that i play sports but i've all your sports so far because you've played a lot of them do you have like a favorite like it's definitely rugby okay rugby is my favorite i played soccer all the way through college um so like that was my sport um (laughs) did terrible things to my kneecaps rip rip my knees but doing rugby now and i'm loving it for the most part this is going to be um a pretty late podcast a lot of storytelling some topic discussions um, this is a queer podcast, so there's definitely going to be some times where we talk about um, some LGBTQ plus topics um, and discussions. Um, but hopefully, for the most part, we aren't getting too deep. Yeah, and I think if we do get the, like more to those deeper topics, we can have like those trigger warnings because there are some stories mm-hmm. I'm sure we both have that, if we're comfortable sharing them, um, they can be triggers for other people as well. So I want to make sure that we are always conscientious of those things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it's called Dreaded 30s. We're both 29-year-old guys about to enter our 30s. And for 29-year-olds, we've experienced some serious trauma. Yeah. We've, we've been through some things. So I think we'll be moan... I think we'll be mindful. <laughs> Moanful. <laughs> I know. I was like, we're going to be moanful. Well, we're definitely going to be mindful when it comes to things that maybe trigger some... Um, but I also think when we when we do talk about like serious issues, we're definitely going to do our research, make mm-hmm. sure that we're represented well. Get some lawyers now while you're at it, Gavin. Just never know. Yeah, I mean, many people call it wisdom. I just call it gain trauma. You know, I I've been doing this thing though. I've I've had really good conversations um, with my partner about. Um, xp we've been considering things xp just because you have a bad experience it's still xp right nerds i know (laughs) but it's been such a good it's been a really good perspective of like you can have terrible experience you can have trauma whatever it may be but you you learn from it it's experience right we're we're trying to find silver linings right we have to to get through the day i mean yeah this is very true (sighs) always dreading something speaking of dreading Gavin, what did you dread this week, or what are you dreading? Oh, man. Um, this last week, I think I was just dreading. I'll be honest. Um, I had a housewarming party I went to yesterday, and I was kind of you know, lacking a lot of human exposure still. Like, I go to the gym, and I'm around people at work, but, like, 
within my own like gay friend circle groups, I haven't seen most of them in like a year plus. Wow. And I kind of lost that interaction comfortability because I'm I'm a pretty socially awkward person by nature. Like I I'm not the best at small talk or um, maintaining long distance relationships through time. Like I'm, I'm not the best at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was invited by a friend. I don't talk to him forever, which is cool. And uh, it was actually really fun. Like I dreaded the whole experience. And um, I realized as I got there, like it wasn't as big of a deal as I made it out to be. Mid twenties, for example, of that they were a bigger deal than sure I made it out to be. But it was right. still meant a lot to me. And I don't know. It was it was fun. I dreaded it. Dreaded it a little bit less now that it happened. It was actually pretty fun. Um, that was my week. How about yours? <laughs> mm, my week was surprisingly busy. I just finished a rugby season, so I thought it would be a pretty chill week, but it it stayed busy. Um, yesterday I went kayaking for. I mean, I'm going to consider it the first time, but like I've I've done like, um, like rafting or like being in tubes going yeah. down a river. But, like, I was kayaking on my own accord, uh, and it was an absolute blast. It was out there for three and a half hours and really enjoyed it. No flips? No tumbles? No flips. There was plenty of times where I spun around, just, like, not knowing how to steer the damn thing, but I finally got... I mean, when you're out there for three and a half hours, I certainly hope you, like, finally get the hang of it. Were you guys, like, in the same kayak, or you in separate ones? Different ones. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. I will, um... I'll have to, like, post a photo on Twitter or something, just for, for people to see it. Happy, happy Daddy slash Father's Day. <laughs> I know, right? I, I went with my partner, full disclosure, and uh, he's definitely a papa. He's a papa bear. So it was like, it definitely wasn't like a Father's Day thing, but we can always joke and say that it was because he, you know, he is kind of my daddy. But hey. that's that's beside the point. Let's not get let's not get that deep. We're we're way too early into this podcast. Relationships, what are those? <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna hold that one for another time. That's for damn sure. I'm actually super excited for this part of this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Gavin and I have known each other for, I want to say it's nearly 12 years, 11 or 12 years, which is kind of insane to think of. Like, I think you're the longest I've been friends with somebody. Mm -hmm. And uh, why don't we talk about how we first met each other? How you traumatized me? (laughs) Oh, I... It's a story. So I think it was like 2011. I was on a Minecraft server that was like LGBT oriented. Um, I believe it was called just like Gamers Minecraft yeah. or MC Gamers, something like that. And there was this person, I believe it was named Dreadstuff. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was mm-hmm. Dreadstuff yep. that joined the server. Yes. I joined the server and I was doing my own thing. Back then I was very much like a solo player. I didn't have many at all like actual like online friends i would like hang out with and um i knew the mod uh rock man like we were, we were cool and mm-hmm. like he knew i was kind of like my own little person do my own little thing he tried to interact with me sometimes but i was very much like oh i'm just gonna build over here in the desert alone <laughs> no one's gonna bother me so i'm over there building and stuff and i leave for a bit i come back and there's someone in my, in my house i'm like who the hell is in my house right now like i there's no one I want to have in my house. And I see my walls are being collapsed on. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? And then Justin's in there destroying my stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm, I'm helping you. And I'm like, the fuck? I was like, get out. I was like, I'm calling the admin. So I called Rockman. And I tried to get you banned. <laughs> oh, my God. You tried to get me banned? Yeah. I told him. Oh, I was my like, God. He, he griefed me. He right. harassed me. Mm. He was like, he was like, no, no, no. He's like, Gavin, Gavin. He's like, 
trust me, this is a good guy. You guys will be friends. You, at least you won't fight. Like, just talk to him. I was like, ban him now. There is there is no way. My intentions were golden the entire time. I think I, I think you were pretty new to the server. And I wasn't around for long, but I, I've been on the server for a little bit. And honestly, I was bored. Let's let's be honest. A little bored. So I went to see who this who this new person is, who is Gavin. Mm-hmm. And you were in the process of like making houses, making an amusement park, like roller coasters and stuff like that. And I swear on everything, I was doing my best to help. I was just trying to help. And I think I remember like breaking a piece of glass or something, and it was like game over for you. Like you were done. You were done with me because glass is really hard to make, and when you break it, it goes away. And that was somebody playing Minecraft, like not first time, but like first like I'd say a couple months of playing. So I was still like new Mm -hmm. to like how to be good at it. And this and this guy came over and destroyed my glass, and I was like, Mm -hmm. what the heck, man? But look at us now. Here we are many a years later. I actually don't know how, like, how did we improve from you just absolutely hating me in the beginning? Oh, I, th- I, think I, I think I was just persistent. I think I just stuck around. Did we call together, I thought? There's no way, really. I don't remember exactly, because then we talked about, like, other games we played, and mm-hmm. it's so fuzzy. It, it, it's been that long. It's been so long. But it, I always find it so funny that Gavin thought that I was just griefing him. And, like, I know deep down my intentions were so golden. I was just trying to help somebody new to the server. I was trying to get you banned from the server right afterwards. I was like, kick him, ban him. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. When we first met, how long was it after the Minecraft? That's, what I, was, that's what I was trying to recall. I think, I think it was maybe two, two to three years later. Because I was at my parents' house at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in Louisville for school, mm-hmm. and there was a soccer tournament, like a club soccer tournament that was going on in Kansas City. And the second I found out about this tournament, I was like, I have to go, because it's also the perfect excuse to meet you, to actually meet you in real life. And I think like we did, we've done video calls before, yeah. we Skyped a lot, so it's not like we've seen each other before. It wasn't this grand reveal. Um... But it was just, I was so excited to meet someone. I didn't have a lot of gay friends at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just to meet you face-to-face and kind of get that out of the way, in a sense. I was, how like, really excited for it. How much since then? How much, like, gayness uh, you've, like, brought into your life? How much queerness? Uh, I was, good? yeah. I was super closeted because I was on a college soccer team. Um, and, like, that was my mm-hmm. first time actually speaking gay things to someone in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I came to Kansas City for that tournament, and I want to say it was like after the tournament, we we got together. We went to IHOP. I remember that, and I I vividly remember just like sharing all these stories, like being so gay in the middle of this IHOP in Missouri, and you're just like mm-hmm. you need to slow down. You need you need to get a little bit quieter. Because <laughs> <laughs> like back then too, Missouri it was like I mean this of course was like pre was this pre gay marriage. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was. And like Missouri, oh god, bless Missouri. Kansas City itself is pretty blue, but like there's still a lot of like we get a lot of people who don't like the gays and mm-hmm. especially at that age I was kind of like, "Oh my god, like I don't know if I want people to know that I'm like in public like, oh no." But now I'm like, <laughs> "Yes! Oh look man. At me, look at me." Like yeah. man, I'm obnoxious. I love it. That's that's how it should be, man. 
Yeah, and then you came over and we played League of Legends. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be people out there that think something more than League of Legends happened. But let's oh. be honest, like it, League of Legends, we're we're nerds, diehard nerds, and yep. it was just straight to the house to play even more League of Legends. Are like, are we surprised? Is that are really we really surprised? surprised? No, Unless. no, I'm just kidding. We got two weeks of the podcast in June, right? Pride Month. So next week definitely we'll we'll get super gay. Mm-hmm. But we are a queer podcast, so we figured, at least for our first episode, we'd talk a little bit about things. And I think a good one to start with is a, is a coming out story. Yes. And yes. for me, um, I was at a New Year's party in 2010. So we're talking December 31st, 2010. Mm-hmm. And I was at a New Year's party with a bunch of gay bears. A bunch. Like, too many for one building. But here here we are. Fine. And, um... It was like my first time at a party like this. I was like newly out of the closet to my friends. And it was a blast. I had an absolute blast. I got to kiss bears when the ball dropped. Like talk about a better better New Year's than that. There isn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue was people tagged me on posts on Facebook. Ooh. And my mom wasn't friends with me on Facebook. But... She was looking through my brother's Facebook because him and I were friends and she saw where I was. And I just want to throw in really quickly, my goal for the new year going into 2011 was to come out to my family. So January 1st, 2011, my mom texts me and she's like, we need to have a talk. (laughs) I saw where you were yesterday and it's not where you said that you were going to be. And I was like, holy cow. My goal for the new year is going to happen on the very first day. Mm-hmm. So I go and see my mother. We get in the car and we drive to Wendy's to get food. Not sponsored. Unless. And I tell her. I just tell her. I was like, yeah, I was at a party with a bunch of gay guys. And I'm gay. And she, she grabs her sunglasses and she throws them on fiercely just to hide like her tears. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, I give her the spiel of, you know, I'm the same person that I've been for 18 years. You know, this is something really small. It doesn't change that much about me. Come to find out it does change a lot. But I'm still me, you know. There's nothing different about me. And she she was okay. She was She was receptive to it. But she definitely did what a lot of parents do. And she blamed herself. And she questioned what she should have done differently as a parent when that's not the case. I've been gay forever. I can go mm-hmm. back so far and tell you times where I was like, oh, that was gay. <laughs> yeah. Girl, you gay. Um, but yeah, that, that's when I came out. I, I told my mom driving to Wendy's after a New Year's party. Wow. Yeah. And coming out to your family, was that much harder or that, did that follow suit pretty quickly? Yeah, so my, my dad... Um, I didn't tell him. My mom ended up telling him. And that's kind of how I wanted it to be. I was never going to be ready to tell my father. Um, and he didn't receive it too well. Uh, he, he kind of indirectly told me that I needed to move out. So I did. Um, but it, it's what I needed to do. Like, even I knew that that's what I needed to do. I needed to give my family some space. I needed to have my own space to kind of figure myself out more. Um... And, you know, it, it probably took us about four years for everyone to really come around and be, and to be comfortable with things. 
mm-hmm. but you know here we are in 2021 and it's the best healthiest relationship that i've had with my family so like i would do it all over again just to be where i am today it's weird how time can change things so much especially in, like, mm-hmm. in our generation yeah i think hmm. it's really hard to believe the the phrase of like time heals all sometimes it just takes time that's all it oh, takes i hate that phrase because i hate I waiting guess... i'm so impatient oh. It's 2021. Everyone wants instant gratification, but sometimes you gotta wait. You gotta be patient. Now, now, now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enough about my story. Tell me about yours. I'm. I don't know this. I'm so fascinated to know it. I've never told you. I mean, I think I've mentioned pieces before, but um, yeah. I'll just first came out to like a girlfriend of mine when I was like in middle school. Um, she oh. loved it, and she was like, "Yo, I have some of these really gay manga comics. You're gonna want to read these too. Like this will." This will help you understand how to how to be you. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Okay. So There's one called like Gravitation, super gay. It was like, and it's super gay. And I was like all about it. And my parents saw me reading it and they were kind of like, what are you, what are you reading there? And I was like, oh, nothing, just anime. And they were like, oh, okay, we don't, we don't care then. Mm-hmm. So like I, I was kind of discreet about it back then. Um, that was around like, I don't know, 14, 15. And then going to high school. Um, I was like freshman, sophomore year of high of high school, I guess. And I met this guy and he was very straight, but he was also in theater with me. And I was like, I was crushing so hard on this dude. Mm. And he actually took me to gay pride that year. Like my, I think it was my sophomore year. He was a senior. I was a sophomore. He took me to gay pride because he was like, Hey, I'm not gay. He's like, but I support you. And I want to take you to gay pride so you can have fun. Oh no, wait. Now I was a freshman. I was 15. I couldn't drive yet. He drove wow. me there. Because I couldn't drive. Yeah. It was super cool. That's really um, nice. Still friends today. We used to play like D and D back in high school. Awesome guy, awesome group of friends. But in particular, he made sure I had like that gay experience. It was so cool. That's um, really sweet. Well, of course, my gay self fell hard for him. I was like, oh my god, like, this is the one. Like he is perfect. No. I need him. And uh, I was on Facebook or no AIM. This is way before Facebook. And mm-hmm. I was on AIM AOL days. I was venting to one of my girlfriends. I told her everything. I was like, oh my God, like this guy, I am falling for him. He's not into me though. Like I don't know what to do. I'm really upset about it. And I went to bed and forgot to close my monitor down. Oh no. My the amount of times that I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't think about it. And of course I had like screensaver turned off for God knows why. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom walks in and she's like, oh, I'm going to turn off his computer. And she jiggles the mouse and like, sees that the screen is pulled up and there's a giant chain message from me and she's like you know and carrying mom mode like okay well i see what he's talking about like obviously something a big yeah. deal happened yeah and she read the whole message well, she wakes <sighs> me up and she's like gavin like uh, you want to talk about something is something going on like i saw mm. your your aim i keep wanting to say facebook i'm so I like, know, right um I was like, what? I was like, no, there's nothing I want to talk about. Like, I was like, I have what? She's like, Gavin, are you, are you a homosexual? Oh my God. Did she really? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I was like, I'm just, I'm just working through some things. I was like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not at all. And she was like, okay, well, w- w- when you're ready, but I could tell she had been like crying though. She had like red under her eyes. Oh. I think she like left to cried and came back because she was really upset. Um, and I, and I think whenever I saw her, I wasn't ready to be like, hey, yeah, I am. Because I was like, I can tell she's not taking it well. Right. Um, so, of course, like two weeks later, the topic came up again. She was like, so Tess isn't your girlfriend, is she? She's I my beard. Like, 
I was like, okay, well, you're pushing for this. I was like, so yeah, mom. I was like, she's not my girlfriend. She's my best friend and I'm gay. And she was like, okay. She's like, okay. I kind of figured about that. And she was like, so like, and then she asked about the guy. She's like, what about this guy? And I was like, well, no, I was like, no, he's straight. I was like, and we're just friends and it's, it's fine. I was just being, I was upset. She was like, okay. She's like, well, if you want to tell your dad, you can. She's like, but I recommend if you want to wait, she's like, I wouldn't you know, hold that over your head either just because I don't think he'll take it well, is what she said. Mm. So I waited until like my senior year of high school. I graduated and was going off to college. I told him that the beginning of that year as I was like moving into Mizzou and uh, he did not take it well. We didn't mm. have a, I guess we didn't talk for like about a year, I think. Like there's no communication like at all. If there wow. was, it was like very, very little. Um, yeah. And after that though, we did start talking more um, even back then, though, we never had like a really strong, like, I guess, relationship. Um, never said I love you and stuff. Right. Uh, and I see in the past, like five to six years, as I'm in my 20s, he's, he, he's starting to understand more about like the gay community and stuff. I mean, he was a theater kid, too. They have gay neighbors across the street. They have lesbians on the other side. Like they are surrounded by gays. Their best friends are gays. Like, I think he's been to more like drag shows than I have. Wow. <laughs> so, Kudos. Full 180, it's gotten a lot better. Like, uh, it's nice to be able to say, like, I love you to your parents and have them say it back. And you know that, like, it's meant. And I'm mm. sure you get that, too. Like, it's... Yeah. It's nice. It's reassuring. It's calming. And God, it feels good to be out. It does. It does. I, I, I'd, like, commend your mom, though. From freshman to senior year, not saying anything to your dad. Like, that's pretty wild. And she wanted to give me the chance to do it. She was like, I... Which she kind of said, like, she's pretty sure that he knows. Like, I was that kid back and I was younger wearing dresses, playing with the right. stuff. Like, it wasn't a surprise. I love feminine things. Like, I love f femininity. Mm -hmm. So, which not that that means you're gay necessarily, but in my case, it did. Yeah, for sure. I, I think one of my first telling signs to my family was wanting, like, so bad, wanting to buy a Ken doll. And I was, like, so embarrassed to ask. I was, like, crying when I asked. Mm -hmm. But I wanted this Ken doll so bad. I wanted a doll. So I went and got a Ken doll, and he was a pizza delivery Ken doll. Like, like, damn, I had kinks early. <laughs> you double sausage. <laughs> you knew what you liked. Mm, I liked pizza. I mean, yeah, that's always been true. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I can't remember why I picked that one. I just think there wasn't any other Ken doll at Toys R Us. Rip Toys R Us, by the way. Oh, rest in peace. I guess I was never like a like a doll person necessarily. Like I had a pretty cra crazy imagination when I was a kid. Like I was very much like we create our own worlds, have sword fights and gunfights. We were playing Final Fantasy, like the early ones, and I was like, Yeah, well, I love this. I'm Sephiroth. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. What I wanna jump straight into a topic since we're talking about our youth. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk um kind of advice that we would give to our younger or our closeted self. And maybe this is advice that can touch on someone that maybe is in the closet or maybe is questioning their sexual identity. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, the biggest thing that I felt when I was younger was that I had to almost have my gay experience according to what other people told me. That if I wanted to be gay a certain way, you had to act a certain way. You had to say things a certain way. Um, it wasn't until I was more, I guess, aware of like what I wanted, who I was, as I was going to different kind of gay youth events and growing up in the gay culture, 
I kind of realized that there there is a lot to learn and it's kind of hard to learn. And I can understand why now it's harder for people to who are in the closet to almost want to come out because there's just so much going on. Right. Um, the pressures of it, the the stresses of it. Um, and what I would tell myself if I were younger is that, you know, don't don't hurry. Don't rush. Like there is honestly no like hurry to come out or to meet other gay men or jump into relationships. Um, I think I had a lot of bad examples in the gay community of what a, you know, a healthy relationship was. Mm. Uh, I never really saw many happy gay couples. It was always off stress and it was, it was a lot to deal with. And I can see how a lot of times it's harder to come out now based on the pressures people have, or they feel like they have to act a certain way. Um, I don't know. I feel like gay culture has definitely evolved in good ways in different parts, but I still feel like it is harder as an older gay man to kind of, you know, live your truth when you're told from so many different directions on how you should live it. Um, I would say it would be nicer to grow up being gay in this day and age because there's just a lot more opportunity for, you know, growing into yourself. People are coming out more. There's more gay acceptance in like high school and stuff because I, I was bullied. Like for sure in high school, I was bullied for being gay. I was the one gay kid at my school. And like I had, you know, every now and then things thrown at me. I was called, you know, the F word. And uh, that'd be a good conversation one day is the F word. Yeah, for sure. Wow. And like, yeah, it was it was hard. I mean, I had a lot of support from like teachers and friends. And I would like I, I knew a lot of people to where I could like feel not unsafe. But I was harassed like in daily, almost in like in the locker room sometimes. Like, it was it got pretty bad. Yeah, I respect that, though. I think it, it may be a little bit better now but i know back then and like even before when we were in school like if you were to come out or to be known as gay in high school like you're you're going to get harassed there's a good chance you're gonna get bullied so like i respect you so much for enduring that for what your entire high school life right pretty much like i was everyone like knew an idea that i was gay by like freshman year of high school like and i I pretty much just said, you know what, like, fuck it. Like, I, I am gay and people come at me and say, are you, are you queer? And I'm like, yeah, I am queer. Like, it's, mm. you, you can't hurt me if I accept myself. Um, I was a much more like smaller build kind of person. So I wasn't like that intimidating. So like, people felt confident, you know, saying those things to me. Right. I think that's, like I said, I respect that because that's something that I know that I would have never been able to do. Um, I I probably knew when I think I knew for sure when I was like a sophomore. Like things for me internally changed so much as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my biggest issue and the advice that I would give to my younger self is I was so ashamed of it, and I would tell my younger self to not be ashamed for having different thoughts and having different feelings and to kind of embrace them and listen to them. Um, I. I refused to tell anyone for such a long time. And it felt like there was such a burden over my head. Um, and I always felt like I was doing something wrong. I always felt like something about me was wrong or that my actions were wrong. So I was always like a good kid. I stayed out of trouble as much as I could because I always felt like I was still doing something wrong. And that was me being gay. I may not have known the words necessarily or known to, to consider it as gay, but I knew something was different and I was super ashamed of it. And instead of listening to myself and my feelings, I would push those things away and not necessarily address them. Um, 
and everything thankfully everything changed for for me my senior year mm-hmm. i i met two closeted lesbians bless them for coming out to me i don't know why i mean i'm not gay like what <laughs> what but they they must have known something was up and um they really helped change my life it it helped me find someone to talk to and make myself more comfortable with myself made me feel human which was super needed so yeah definitely do not feel ashamed for the way that you feel it's not a bad thing not mm-hmm. it's it's hard because i feel like at our ages at that at those ages for us it was there wasn't a lot of gay exposure like mm-hmm. ways for us to get information about what it is we're feeling how come when i you know, I'm kissing this this lovely female that I'm dating. Why do I feel nothing in terms of like chemistry that sparked? There's literally nothing. And all the girlfriends I had, like, because like they were wonderful. I love them so much. They are my girls. But I just there wasn't that spark I was looking for. And I was like, what is missing? Until I saw like stuff online. And I was like, oh, oh, mm. that's where that goes. Oh, yeah. And I was like, OK, it's like, what? What? What is this feeling? <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I had mm-hmm. I had girlfriends in high school and I remember I went back to this girl's house and like we kissed for a little bit and I think she like assumed that I was going to get excited mm-hmm. from such things and I was not at all. And I share the same sentiment of power of AOL dial up internet way back when. Shout out to those that know what that is. Um finding websites like gay websites and realizing that such things like this excite me and i was like five minutes to load one picture or 20 Mm. minutes for a 30 second clip (laughs) yeah like you want to talk about instant gratification aol dial-up makes you humble humble (laughs) those lime wire tears (laughs) Mm -hmm. canceling a 99 percent download gotta start all over again (sighs) the worst <laughs> oh the worst Nobody or someone picking up the phone and calling someone and it interrupts your your connection Ugh. the amount of times that that has happened painful do you feel like if you were younger you would have come out sooner if there was more gay exposure i want to say no and i think that my answer is no because of my parents um my parents are from southeast ohio kentucky area and that's just like, that's a hard no. That's not something that you participate in, let alone identify with. Um, and I think even if I saw positive gay things, I still feel like I would have heard my family say negative things about it. And that would have like counteracted any sort of positivity. So I, I, I love that there is so much exposure nowadays. I love the amount of companies and you know TV shows and social media outlets that are super LGBTQ positive. Like we need that. I just mm-hmm. don't think it would have changed me personally. Yeah, I uh, I want to segue into that topic of corporations supporting pride because mm. I actually love it as well. Like I think I know people don't like it, but I I love it. I think it's I know people hate it. They say they're um, what's it called when they're just crying out for attention for event for social stuff. I forget what it's called. But I don't know. Would you prefer the opposite? <laughs> exactly. I think I think this is a perfect opportunity to segue into our next episode. Dun, dun, how about dun, we talk? Dun. How about we talk that in our next episode? Next episode will definitely be really Pride Month oriented. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about corporations using the gays. So why not us as a podcast yes. use the gays? Like, yes. let's go. <laughs> hey, gay. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening to our very first podcast. We've been nervous about putting this out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're anxious for over a month and you dread things because you're almost 30 years old, at some point in time, you kind of just have to push yourself over the edge and just go for it. And here we are. Put yourself on full display. And here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wherever you found us online, we appreciate you checking us out. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us anywhere and everywhere at Dreaded Thirties. And I believe that's all I got. You got anything else, Dread? AK that Gavin? covers the gist of it. You know, we'll have things posted on Mondays. I think we're going with Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, catch us on Twitter for any uh, active updates and changes. Wait, thank you guys so much, and y'all have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.